Welcome to The Influential Parent. We are your hosts, Amanda Blake and Nikki Porter. This podcast provides both a parent and educator perspective and the facts in order to help parents become informed about all things tech, whether it is social media, our apps, or websites that our children have access to. This podcast will hopefully help you navigate the ever-changing technology journey with your children. Last time we met, we shared some digital habits that parents have said they hope their children do not pick up from them, like texting and driving, talking on the phone while driving, talking on the phone while in public. It was really kind of fun to watch and hear those adults we interviewed kind of have to admit to that. That was, you know, they kind of squirmed a little <laughs> bit. Did. I don't know. So Amanda, I want to ask you something now that, you know, it's been a week since we've done that podcast. Have you become more aware of either yourself or others that have those particular habits? I, yes. And I have to admit something to you. Okay. When I was interviewing those adults, I was kind of thinking, I don't even text and drive. Oh, I would never do that. I, you know, this feeling of I'm already doing everything right. I have no habits I would need to break, but you know what I, you know what I do, but I may not text and drive, but I recognize this past week when I get to a red light, I do have my phone out to search for the next thing to listen to change stations on Pandora or find a new podcast to listen to. So Nikki, you can see I'm kind of sitting here like <laughs> squirming, um, shrinking back in my chair a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the same as texting and driving. And I thought I do that. And I noticed that when I had my phone out to do something, I kept it below my window so that other people wouldn't see that I had my phone out. But they could see you looking down. Oh, right. <laughs> they know what I'm doing. But I see people do that too. Like, yes. oh, it's just in my lap. My eyes are on the road. Your hands aren't on the wheel. Yes. You're looking down at your lap. So yeah, that's a bad habit. And this past week, I have really had to be intentional that when I get in the car, set up the music or podcast or radio, how I want it. And then put my phone in the bag. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if I've become, I, I think I might've picked up on a little bit more. I'm like in the public, like grocery stores or something when we talked about it. But I think what I've become more aware of is the red light stop sign type of mm -hmm. checks. They're not paying attention. The light turns green and you hear the honking. Ugh. So I think I, that I've become more attuned to that part. Yeah. Like I've even stopped texting at that point. It just made me rethink that yeah. habit, which is something that we really wanted our listeners to do is just kind right. of monitor yourself. What are you doing? And when you become more aware of yourself, you become more aware of surroundings. Right. So, right. So, so that was last week. We're talking about ourselves out in public using our devices, but what do you say to kind of switching gears a little bit today and saying how digital behaviors and habits impact ourselves, not the texting while walking, but our mental health and our, our emotional well-being? Yeah. 
that's what we're going to talk about today. And I want to start out, Amanda, asking, do you have any apps or use any apps that track any of your digital habits? How much you use, like screen time or the apps that you use? I do not. No, I have heard of people being able to do that, but I've never searched for an app or I don't know if there's one that's better. Yeah, I have a Samsung phone and because of yeah, I think it was about maybe six months ago. I had read that there's a built-in app oh, on Samsung. I have that... a Samsung phone. Do you have a Samsung? Yes. yes. So it's called Digital Wellbeing. Oh. So, you know, I just had to search it. It's already built in. I now have it as an icon on my homepage, one of yeah. my screens, just to kind of check it out because I'm curious now. I have mine open right now, Amanda. And just today I've used my phone for 17 minutes oh. and I was up at five. So in five hours, roughly, I've used 17 minutes. Okay. Uh, Wordle. Oh, you did your Wordle I, for I did my Wordle already? for the day. That's like, <laughs> I've, I've got to do it. And I, what I like about Wordle is it's a one and done. Daily, you get one try. Right. And I put it away, you know, okay. and I never go back to it. I've got a Wordscapes game and then <laughs> the daily theme crossword. And why? Because... I took my first cup of coffee. I sat on my chair and I wanted to find out what the news, what the weather was going to be like. And during that time, I was just kind of playing my games. Oh, so right. that's, that's, so it does tell you what apps you've used and how many minutes. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. And that's just on your phone already. Correct. So it's already oh. on my phone. You could set some screen time, some app timers, how much time you spend on it. Mm -hmm. different. You can have some focus time. So if you don't want any interruptions, notifications during your work hours, you could um, turn it off so then people, you're not going to get it. But when that focus time is done, it will alert you all of it. But at least you're oh. focused. So it just has a lot of different little things that you can go ahead and, and set for yourself to mm. monitor the, the use of it. Last week, Ooh. my daily average time was an hour and 46 minutes. So it kind of gives you per some... day. The average, yes. Oh, okay. I look at Saturday and I was on the phone for three and a half hours. Okay. And the top apps that I used this past week was Facebook, my Messens, and then Number Match, <laughs> oh, which is another game, you know. Oops. That's what I used my phone most of the time last week for. So it just kind of gives you an idea of what are you using your phone for. So, yeah. Okay. Nikki, you mentioned some of your top apps that your digital habit tracker, and they were Facebook your text messages and a game number match. And you've mentioned a lot of games. So you've mentioned that you play this number match game. You've got your Wordle, uh, crossword puzzle and wordscapes. Yeah. Different things like that. So why do you think you spent over an hour last week on number match? I, I, I hate to say it. Um... I don't want to call it multitasking. Like I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm sitting in front of the TV, I didn't have my children this weekend. So I was home by myself and TV was on and I sometimes enjoy just playing a game mm -hmm. while the TV is on. I do like to kind of start the morning out, just kind of waking my mind up with like the Wordle mm -hmm. or the Wordscapes has a daily puzzle. That's really all that I do a lot with the, the games. It's one game. And then I'm done. But it just kind of wakes my brain up. And so I just enjoy, you get little rewards, like coins, <laughs> if you do it in a certain amount of time and that, and try to beat my last, I tell you, a little side story, sorry, but Wordle, my record is 11 days in a row. I got the right word. Okay. Impressive. And um, 
it starts all over when you don't get it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> so I'm now fighting myself against getting like a new PR. I'm up to 10. Okay. <laughs> so now it's like that. I don't want to say it's an addiction, but it's just like, I, I've got to beat myself. I've got to right. beat. And so it's just a, a fun competition, I guess, for myself. Yeah. And, you know, Nikki, we're, th as a society, we are throwing around this term tech um, addiction and things mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, I, I'm going to venture to say this playing number match, playing word on your phone doesn't necessarily mean just because you spent an hour on it, you know, you're not addicted to that. I remember when I was little, my mom, we, we'd be sitting in the living room and she, the TV would be on and she'd have a book out or she'd be doing a crossword puzzle in one of those New crossword puzzle books. Yeah. Or so, yeah. so I don't know that we're sitting here trying to justify you're saying I didn't have my kids. So, right. But it, I, yeah, you're true. You know, I think it's, Okay, and I'm sure there's um, different theories about this. We would love to hear if you want to put that on under our hashtag, hashtag the influential parent, that line of, of addiction versus it's just something we do. And it's something that moms have done you right know, on the couch for years. It just looks a little bit different right now. Right. So your messages, that was another of your top, you know, text messaging. And I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. And my basic way of communicating is right. now through text. I remember when it first came out years ago, it's like, no, I'll never text. It's just, I, I want to hear the voice. I want to have the conversation. And I love everybody that I speak to. So do not take this personally <laughs> if you're listening, but now it's just easier to text and then wait. So yeah. you don't have to get into such a long conversation. <laughs> I just right? want to know what you want for dinner. <laughs> I bet that there's lots of people out there that would rather miss out on that con long conversation. Let's just get to the point, text it and get the answer and then, and then move on. So can I, and I feel like I've been picking on you the last several episodes. We've really just been analyzing you and your home and your rules. <laughs> so This is for the parents. But Amanda, you have lots of great perspectives and one day you can pick on me and we'll <laughs> dig into my brain if you want to do that. So because you have the monitoring app on your, let's, can we talk about the Facebook? Yeah. And your use of Facebook. So do you, do you currently get Facebook notifications not anymore i okay. turned off my notifications for facebook quite a few of my apps i do not have the notifications on i turned them off now why well i will be honest when i probably about six years ago um there was a kind of a life-changing event in my life and used facebook and, and there's research out there you can read it in articles that and we'll get into doom scrolling. Like you oh. have this mood, so you seek it out. Mm -hmm. And Facebook would, would, was kind of like my go-to to either validate my feelings, whether it was happiness or sadness. I realized that every time I went on to Facebook, I would leave Facebook feeling worse than I did before. Mm. And it was just not fulfilling anymore. The, the I got Facebook in 2008. I was pregnant. <laughs> 
I lived so far away from my family, my parents. That was our way to share pictures, just to keep up to date on how Mm -hmm. things are. And they loved it. It just seemed that, especially six years ago, things had morphed differently in in the Facebook world. Because of the way I was feeling leaving Facebook, I said, I can't do this anymore. So I actually disconnected my account for quite some time and because I just felt so sad. There was times where I went on for those positivity posts, like yeah. I like positive outlooks, I think, or something. Yeah. One of those that gave me some insights and say, you know what, I can rethink this. And... I just got to the point where I said, no, you know what? I'm going to turn off my notifications. I didn't want to get rid of Facebook because it was my way of keeping up with my family and Mm -hmm. friends up in Wisconsin and even around here, different places, Florida, where I lived. I didn't need to be notified. I wanted to go to Facebook when I wanted to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Amanda, now let's turn this around. You had mentioned it's always you're analyzing. Do you have Facebook? I do. Okay. And do you get your notifications? I do not, but that is a recent change, like you were saying. Here's where I noted a need to to turn that off. I have do not disturb mode on my phone. At 10 p.m., I don't get any notifications or, or text messages or anything, but then when I wake up in the morning, I see them all because it's from 10 to 6. I would wake up, first thing, Look at my phone. Oh, I'm just turning my alarm off, right? Turn my alarm. Oh, look, all my notifications have come in from the night before. And I would start my day on Facebook. I was not 100% awake and I was on Facebook. And I noted by the time I got in the car, well, first of all, I wouldn't get out of bed. So I was like (laughs) 10 minutes late for everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, because there's always one more thing. And I noticed that by the time I got in my car to drive to work, I was so annoyed with the world. Like I hadn't even entered the real world <laughs> and I was annoyed at everybody. I was annoyed at people halfway around the world. I was annoyed at my sister. I love you guys. Annoyed that Someone had their life together and I'm still in bed, like scrolling on Facebook. I was annoyed that you already worked out today. It really set me up for failure for the whole day. And I thought, I've got to stop. So we both had an experience of, we have Facebook. There's other social media sites and that, but... There's this whole, I'm going to say negative feeling of being on there. Like it was not self-satisfying. It was now just becoming more of like a anxiety that you said, my life is not put together. They've already worked out and now I'm late. Like, so it's just, so is that the reason why you turned off your notifications? And, and I know Facebook is the big example, right? But it, it was everything too. It was Instagram and Twitter also. So those notifications and, and I just, I did, I turned them all off. So I'm going to put this out on Twitter and find out if parents, adults, not even just parents, just in general, who has gotten to the point that they've turned off their notifications. So they're not automatically having to go and seek out what's going on there's some, you know, research on the brain and with social media and they're um, associating it with 
the neurons in the principal dopamine producing areas. And so that dopamine is activated. So it rises and it's almost like that notification is that reward and which is then your positive reinforcement that mm-hmm. you want to go seek it out. Like, what is it? Yeah. Who posted what? And we'll get into the FOMO. That's more of like the, <laughs> the FOMO, but we're really focusing on our, our individual well-being. But the more likes, the more notifications that we get, we we have this urge that we we have got to go right now and find out what's going on in the, in the social media world. There's definitely uh, a lot of research that is out there talking about that, that ping or whatever that notification is, if it's your banner that you've got to go and check it out. So I'm going to interrupt you here. I asked some preteens, some, some students here at my school, some fifth graders, about their notifications and how it makes them feel when they get a notification. They post something and then they get a notification and they talk about what you just said. One girl, Cheyenne, she said, it made me feel like good. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You want more of it. You want more. She, she, kind of brag to me. Let me just play the clip about her kind of getting these likes and let's listen. This one time I posted this one video and it got like I think like 500 views and oh. I was so happy. And this like after that my followers skyrocketed to the sky. Okay. And what did you think about that? I thought like maybe I um because I was gonna do like a lot more videos after I found out that I had five hundred views and more followers. I started doing like a lot of videos and got excited about it. Nikki, to make sure we don't fall into that do as I say, not as I do, <laughs> that we heard a lot of parents reflect on last week. I'm going to challenge our listeners to figure out how these notifications are making you feel and reflect on that. If you notice yourself feeling a certain way with your notifications, good or bad, I think I'm going to challenge you to take action on that. You have control over your notifications on your phone. Yeah. And I think when you become aware as a parent, then you kind of see the the signs in your children. Mm-hmm. If you notice changes in your child's mood or behavior after they've been on the phone, maybe you need to check in and say, hey, Amanda, you seem to be a little distraught or you seem sad. What's going on? Especially if you've been having conversations, they'll probably be open to, you know, right. you know, conversations around technology and depending on the relationship, they'll open up and it is a great time to start to- talking about how technology is making your children feel. Be open. I think it's a great way for parents to say, you know what, I have that same feeling too, and that's okay. And I think it's just a great way to to keep this at the forefront because this is becoming an issue. Anxiety, depression that's increasing because of social media. So I think what's parents, like you said, recognize yourself, but then you can recognize in your children. Absolutely.
When we initially started recording this episode, we thought we could get all the information in within a 20 or 25 minute time span. Well, obviously there is so much more to it than we thought. So Nikki, what do you say about continuing the conversation next week and talking more about how some of these digital habits really affect us? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, so listeners tune in next week for, for more. Thanks for joining us today. We invite you to join us in the conversation using the hashtag TheInfluentialParent on Twitter and tell us how the conversations are going. Tag me, Amanda, using at Story of a Blake. And tag Nikki at Nicole M. Order. And that's Nicole with an H. N-I-C-H-O-L-E.